Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the craziest to happen in running this week. This week's stories include another golden ticket race reroute, results of the Sandlot Marathon, and Trail Sister Adventure Grant recipients. The Trail Sisters have announced their recipients of the Trail Run Adventure Grants. After reviewing 241 submissions, they have selected and chosen six to receive $500 and a gear pack from Merrill to pursue their adventures. This trail grant awards women going for adventures or fastest known time attempts. Let's take a look at this year's winners to get an idea of what lies ahead for these ladies in 2019. First is Lacey Scotum attempting the overall supported FKT on the 300 plus mile long Superior Hiking Trail in Minnesota. Next up is an unsupported FKT attempt of the Three Sisters Loop, a 47 mile journey in Oregon, who will be attempted with her best friend Sasha. Becky Wood will be heading to Buckskin Gulch in southern Arizona near the southern Utah near the Arizona border. This is the longest, deepest slot canyon in the world. I had a chance to do it a few years back, and it's spectacular. Lee Orrin will also be going on a mother-daughter adventure, running from Aspen to Crested Butte, Colorado. Kimberly Ann will be taking on an extreme 100-mile solo route across the Sierra Nevada that has really piqued my interest. It will feature 45,000 feet of climb, 18 total peaks, with seven of them over 14,000 feet high, and likely take at least three days. Whoa. And this one is super cool, a through run of the 470 kilometer Lebanon mountain trail, which traverses the entire country. That one is most definitely on my list now. Best of luck to all these adventurers. The rains and weather have really taken a toll on events so far in 2019, and another over a month away is already being affected. Looking ahead to the final golden ticket race for Western States of 2019 at the Canyon's Endurance Runs on April 27th, it appears high snowpack is forcing an alternate route. Despite being so far out, the canyon's 100K has just announced, due to Forest Service requirements, thanks to the high snow, they will have a snow-altered course. There's currently six feet of the white stuff on Forest Hill Road, meaning they will not be able to get to aid where they need to. This is likely a preview of what we may see at Western States this year, meaning a snow-altered course could be imminent. Yeah, just as Bandera 100K and Black Canyon 100K before them, Canyons will still be a Western States qualifier and Golden Ticket despite the reroutes. Pretty wild to have all these races being affected by weather and having to change their route in the same year, but just goes to show you the power of Mother Nature. Either that, or we can just blame Chris Mako, who seems to be bringing the weather with him wherever he races. Now switching gears to a race we briefly reported on last year, the Sandlot Marathon. Yep. It's what you might think it is, an entire marathon run around the bases at a baseball diamond in Minnesota, all 384.55 loops. And yes, there was massive amounts of snow and mud this year. Apparently there was even hot dog flavored heat and heat flavored hot dogs. Not so sure about that, but I guess whatever floats your boat, people. This year, whopping 35 finished the marathon with your overall winner Dalton Struck running a three hour, 23 minute time First female was Emily Larson in 3 hours 32 minutes. Next up, the Chuckanut 50K, an annual classic in the Pacific Northwest, went off again this year with another stout field, and the competition did not disappoint. The stacked field included Hayden Hawks, Andy Wacker, 
Tyler Siegel and 213 marathoner Rob Watson of Canada, who was running his first ultra. It was ultimately Hayden Hawks who prevailed, taking the win on a muddy, snowy, and icy course in 3 hours 37 minutes, taking the fifth fastest time ever. Hawks pulled away from the others, ultimately taking the win by 8 minutes over Tyler, with Rob a bit back in 4.03, and Wacker dropped. On the ladies' side, it was a bit closer with Catherine Drew winning in 4.26, Kim Magnus second in 4.29, and Emily Hoggett third in 4.38. Zach Bitter attended the 100-mile run for kids, which is not an event I would expect a world-class performance to be thrown down, but that's just what we got this past weekend. The charity event, which features a 24-hour run, saw Bitter run down 95.5 miles in 12 hours, which was his planned duration of time to be out on the course. His 50-mile split was supposedly 537, and Zach later reported that hotter temperatures spoiled his attempt of whatever that may have been. 100 mile record? I don't know. I had my eyes on the Lotse 24 hour this weekend as a couple of men were chasing fast times, or maybe I should say far distances, in this event aiming to secure slots on the 24 hour world team for the United States. Bob Hearn, whom you may remember from Desert Solstice this past year, has already the sixth seed slot on the team, but he's looking to better his mark above 155 to move ahead in the rankings and guarantee his position. Also running was John Olson, who currently does not have a spot on the team. We're getting down to the wire with just 10 weeks left to qualify and a dwindling number of events to do so at. Definitely keep an eye on D3 come May. This one took place on a track in Oklahoma. Ultimately, it would not pan out for either of these men, with Olson dropping at 92.7 miles and Bob falling off pace. He did motor on to win in 123.28 miles, although still impressive, a far cry from his 154 this last December. I guess special days like that don't come often. Jacqueline Long was your top female with 82.76 miles. I'm reporting on the tar and trail race because why the heck not? It's just a six mile run in the town of Ashland, Oregon on a mix of, you guessed it, trails and paved roads. I once ran it a number of years ago, so why not? Brett Horning was your winner in 36.28, while the ladies champ was Natalie Shergwin in 42.06. The race was founded and is organized by Hal Kerner of Rogue Valley Runners. I didn't really realize this was a thing, but the IAU, or International Association of Ultra Runners, has announced that Camille Heron has been named the 2018 IAU Athlete of the Year. It's no surprise really, as the IAU is more heavily road race based and focuses on standardized distances like 100K, 24 hours, but also does feature trail events on an international scale. Camille's world record at 24 hours catapulted her to the top of the list. It's her second time winning the award, which she got back in 2015 as well. For the men, Japan's Nao Kazami took the top honors for the men by a wide margin over Luis Alberto Hernando after setting the 100K world record at Lake Saroma in six hours, nine minutes. Well, that's all we have time for this week. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 137 of Outhouse News. Thanks for checking out the show and we'll see you next time. If you have crazy stories to share or a question or feedback for the show, please leave your comments below. If you'd like to directly support the show financially, consider becoming a Patreon supporter of this channel or pick up this custom pair of Jam Jam's pig sunglasses. 
comes with a certificate of authenticity and a Mountain Outpost sticker pack. Links are below. Have a week.